Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life on their own terms. So we are back for a Minnesota edition. It is my turn. And what we're going to be talking about is what not to do when trying to work with commercial brokers. Ooh, I like that a lot because, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, here are the best practice, but we don't talk about the after situations <laughs> that we encourage people to avoid. Okay, so here's the list. I have a long list on Dressel like I usually do and get this all done within 10 minutes. God help us. <laughs> you know, I would say, you know, when we started in our multifamily kind of investing journey, if you will, so many people do off-market marketing and they, you know, everyone kind of finds how they market and how they find deals. I would say overall, my husband and I's strategy early on was building relationships with brokers. That's how we grew our business. That's what we knew what to do. We both used our strengths and we kind of went all in on that, that strategy. We didn't know we were doing that, but that's really what, how we were able to build our portfolio. Why I say this is so powerful is that when we bought our 18 unit, which was the largest building we had bought, you know, probably about six years ago, seven years ago, even now, we had chased this broker. I mean, he didn't know us from Adam. He was getting all these calls from people who wanted to buy real estate, of course. Like, stalk stalker. <laughs> we did stalk him, but we really got to know him. And that led us to then him presenting a 49 unit to us. And then he represented us, represented the next purchase, which was 198. And then that kind of grew that relationship. So one relationship with a commercial broker could really lead to much more, but it's always hardest at the beginning. And I know many of you listening can relate to that. So I'm going to give you my list. I have seven. I'm going to talk through them pretty quickly. But here's what not to do when really, you know, connecting and, and cultivating, I should say, a relationship with a broker. Number one, tell them that you want value add and be vague with your deal criteria. So, you know, if you call up a broker, you know, and say, oh, I want a value add opportunity. It's like saying, you know, some cliche, it's using some term that we all use in this business that really doesn't mean anything. It's like you're buying a car and like, and by the way, we're like four wheels. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Value add is not created equal. Are you looking for a property that you want to, you know, raise rents and, you know, do some interior and exterior upgrades? Sure. Are you looking for a building that's being mismanaged? That's another value add opportunity where the building's fine. Actually, there's no upkeep or actually no improvements needed, but it's literally being you know, managed very, you know, very like mom and pop. Or are you going into like a complete turnaround, right? 50% occupancy. There's, there's drug dealers at the building. It's not well regarded in the community. And that's a turnaround, right? That's like the epitome of a value add. So there's levels of value add and you need to get really clear on what you're looking for. In terms of value add, they're not all created equal. In terms of age of property, location of property, we know the long list. Secondly, I'll also say really quick, is that you really, really want to get clear on your deal criteria. And what do I mean by that? The cost of the building, the you know what you're looking for per door. The multifamily game, if you're not clear on what the value of, oh, it's in that market, 198 unit, 
it's about $35 a door. That's what people say. That's what they know of, of the average, what it should cost in that area. If you don't even know what I'm talking about, you need to get clear on that type of language and that type of ability to understand what is this building worth? And that's how multifamily operators are, are kind of talking. They kind of know an average what things are worth. So know your numbers, know your deal criteria, know what you're looking to spend, how much money you're looking to put to work, all those sort of things, how strong your team is. So beyond deal, get really clear on, on those things. So that's number one. Number two, not tell them your financial capacity or your borrowing power. They're vetting you as much as you're vetting them. So if you're like, well, I have a lot of money partners, you know, that's like saying to someone, you know, I have unlimited funds. Do you really have unlimited funds? That sounds vague and it sounds kind of like you're selling them something that's not even true. So you need to be really clear. What does your team look like? You know, what is your borrowing power? What are you able to do in terms of, you know, cost of a building and being really laser focused on that? If you're just kind of vague, like, oh, I'll just raise it. I have some really great money partners. Everyone says that. You know, so again, what are you going to say that they're going to take you more seriously, more specific? You are the better, you know, and I think that's really important. So number three, waste their time. So how do you waste a broker's time? They send you a deal. So you say, these are the kinds of deals I'm looking for. This is what it looks like. This is my financial capacity, et cetera, et cetera. Now you've, you've gotten their interest. Hopefully you've done those first two things right. You've gotten their interest then because most people don't even do that. You're clear on what your value add is. Now you say to them, now they start sending you deals that meet that criteria. Worst thing you could do is waste their time, meaning ignore the message or don't give them feedback on it, why it works for you, why it doesn't work for you. Most brokers are sending out deals. They're taking their time to do that, right? They're trying to feed their family too. For you not to even give them feedback is really a slap in the face. And brokers take that pretty seriously. They don't want to be, they don't want their time wasted. So give them feedback, why it works, why it doesn't, those sort of things. Number four, which is part of the, you know, the other piece is that you want to be really specific in your feedback. Tell them why it works, why it doesn't work for you, what you want to see moving forward, what's high, what's low. They're asking too much for per door, knowing, knowing the market I do. And then go back to them. What do you think? Is this in line with what you're seeing in this area? Too high, too low, you know, those sort of things. And then when they say, let's go see the property, you're only going to go see properties that you're serious about. It's not like a single family home where you're just going to go and take a look there's a lot that happens on large multi. You're not going to see a building until you're ready to make an offer and you're just making sure everything is in line with what your offer is. So just remember that larger multi is not the same as maybe a smaller deal. Don't want to waste their time walking a building when you're not sure, okay? So that's the other piece there. Number five, you know, the thing that operators will do is they'll get a property under contract and then they start finding things they weren't aware of. And then they try to retrade, meaning they tried to say, you know what, I'm going to need a million off of this price or a hundred thousand dollars, whatever the price is. Brokers don't want to get kind of negotiated afterwards. Now things come up and you have to be very upfront with people, but if you're known in the market and there are people known for getting something under contract just to get under contract and then kind of retrading or renegotiating after, there's a lot of operators that are known for just that behavior. So you want to be really careful. And I'm not saying get into a property and like, whoa, Due diligence shows you one thing and they painted you a different picture. I'm not saying that because that happens and you need to be upfront saying, listen, this is what we, you know, what we had contracted. That happens all the time. But what I mean is being known as someone who's 
always looking for a negotiation technique, if you will, brokers don't take kindly to that because you're known as the person who wants to just renegotiate all the time. And there's a fine line between what's fair, what's not. So just be mindful of that. And there are operators known for that. And you just don't want to be one of those because brokers don't want to work with you because they're worried you're going to be able to get to closing. The other piece is not build a relationship. I know people look at commercial brokers sometimes as sharks or only about themselves. But you to remember, this is their profession, right? And they're people too. And they want to do business with people they can build a relationship with, that they can trust, that they know that the operators are going to close and that the operators are going to do what they say they're going to do. Seems like really simple stuff, but it just doesn't happen in this business often. So, you know, having that high level of integrity, getting back to the brokers and learning about them, what's important to them, you know, and, and I think that's really a level that we sometimes forget in this business, but with brokers and with anyone you're trying to build a relationship, get to know them as people. And I'm not saying you have to spend hours and hours doing that. That's not your thing, but on some level, you need to get to know the people you're doing business with because it's, it's relationships. So that's, that's one thing. And then the last thing I'd say is probably the most important thing not to do is not get to closing, meaning brokers make their money at closing. Remember that. So, you know, you have to remember what's in it for them. And if you are not considering, you know, that element or that piece of it, you're, you're going to be thinking about yourself. And again, what does a broker want? They want to know they can, the buyer is going to get to closing. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. And they're not just selling you a bill of, bill of, you know, bill of goods, if you will, that they really are the operator that they say they are. So those are all things not to do, but it's a journey. And I think I, looking back, I'm so grateful that that was the strategy that we've taken and that we continue to take. Not for everyone, but in this business of multifamily, when opportunities come up and you're trying to get into a market, brokers can really be a big help. It's hard to do on your own or off market. Brokers are usually involved on some level with large multi. So it makes sense and it's helpful to be building relationships with them. That's awesome. Love all of those. I have to listen to it again. So if you catch up all the, all the sub tips there were under the tips, right? <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a review on Apple or any other Spotify or any other channel that you're listening to. We really appreciate you guys. Ciao. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.